If you have been paying attention to any of my shows over the last few months, you've seen this man's name come across each platform. He is talented in all areas. He shared his story on a mental health break. He spoke about his book, which we will talk a little about today, I'm sure, as well, on writing with authors. But today, the show is traveling to Iowa to sit down with Jeffrey Johnston. Jeffrey, it's great to see you. Hey, it's uh, great to see you as well. Uh, it's uh, not a bad day here. It's um, probably mid-30s, which uh, we had 20 below about five days ago oh, So no. with, with wind chill. So. Oh, no. Well, that's the voice, sound of Jeffrey's voice. He's a great guy. He's going to bring a lot of energy to the show today because... What fueled his entrepreneurial journey is 100% passion. I learned that he puts all of his money made back into these businesses. And I'm going to share a little bit now before giving the, sh the microphone back to Jeff. And he began his entrepreneurial career by founding Premier Investments in Iowa, like me, formerly in the financial industry, but switching over to the mental health field. This is a financial services organization he established in 1989. Unfortunately, after losing his son, Seth, to a heroin overdose in 2016, he began a journey of spreading awareness about substance abuse and addiction in teens and young adults. This journey led him to founding Choices Network, a nonprofit dedicated to educating teens and young adults about the importance of making positive choices, as well as the educating parents, teachers, and coaches about substance abuse in teens. As you can tell, this is how we connected our both Big passion to give back to these kids. And we have a real powerful spotlight story ahead of us in the show today. As we learned, Jeffrey faced tremendous adversity, but fueled that to propel him forward. We're going to dive into a Forbes article I found on five different entrepreneurs titled Five Entrepreneurs on How Facing Adversity Helped Them Build Successful Businesses, which I'm interested to dive into as well, because I'm right in the same boat trying to use my story to make a difference. But let's not wait any longer, Jeffrey. Let's talk more about what led you to become an entrepreneur. We can start back in the finance world if you like. Yeah. I remember vividly, um, I, I had a finance degree. I wanted to be a basketball coach at first. That was my big passion because I had a chance to play two years of college basketball at a junior college and um, realized pretty quick that, you know, that that was really wasn't my calling was to be a basketball coach. So I took some finance classes, loved learning about money. Uh, graduated with a finance degree, had no job opportunities whatsoever. Um, saw a company interviewing. They had the word finance in their name. Me being so smart, I bought, got a real cheap suit, uh, went down, interviewed. It, apparently, it was a shell company for a life insurance company. So they were recruiting kids out of college and then getting us licensed and sending us to sell life insurance. Had I known that, I never would have done it. But as it turned out, it was the best way for me to get absolutely destroyed in, at a young age and how to, how to sell intangible, uh, ideas to people, not our product. It's one thing to sell a car or a house. Cause it's right in front of you. You don't really have to be a good salesman to sell a Lamborghini. Um, but you do have to sell life insurance to be a heck of a good salesman. So I learned door to door life insurance sales at 23, um, and got, you know, beat up literally. And I had no plan B. I didn't have a backup plan. And so I called one of my friends up and say, hey, let's start a company. And, you know, uh, 30 years later, uh, we had a company managing $700 million of AUM, had nine full-time staff and seven advisors in my firm at, at its peak. Um, and then, you know, had the life event happen uh, out of that career now, sold the company uh, and taking what I made and putting it into mental health. But, you know, I look back on the career of, of going from, you know, 100 hours a week, sleeping in my car, borrowing off my grandmother um, and no regrets. I mean... I almost feel sorry for kids today coming out of college that have cushy jobs and 
our clock punchers and have a boss. And, and I never had that. Um, I had to, I had to, you know, make my own way and, and you, you learn resiliency and that's probably where living undeterred comes from was that fact that I didn't have a plan B. I can very much resonate with the beginning of your journey. I interned at Northwestern Mutual Financial Network, and that is getting hung up on, <laughs> yeah. cussed at, uh, yeah. you know, rejected a thousand times. But you do learn a couple lessons in there, and I think it does help build resilience and yeah. in entrepreneurship. I'm sure you can attest to you're going to get beat up a lot. It's just ups and downs, ups and downs. But I love how you found a passion where you're because let's let's shed some light on all the things here. It's mm -hmm. not just the company you have here, Choices Network. I know you have the radio show. I know we have a an event we were talking behind the scenes in Iowa. Let's talk about some of these extensions of your entrepreneurship brand. Yeah. So when when our son uh, was poisoned by fentanyl and died in 2016, that really changed kind of my my lens I was viewing life from. It was less about accumulating things and more about building relationships and and um and so I started a podcast right away called Living Undeterred, um, which is have have had you had on a guest, which is awesome. I uh, wrote a book called This One's For You, An Inspirational Journey Through Addiction, Death, and Meaning, which basically talks about the journey, but in an inspiring way. I didn't want people to put the book down and feel depressed. I want people to put the book down and walk down the hallway and hug their kids and say, man, I, I love you. Thank you for being who you are. And um you know, create gratitude in the world. Um, and then from there, you know, um, did the, uh, the tour last summer, went out and bought an RV, took my kids around the country for 95 days and just, I don't know, it was advocating. It was an experience. It was exploring the United States on, on kind of our terms, but in the meantime, meeting so many great people and then, uh, got back and, uh, bought an hour of airtime on the local radio station here. So I do the living undeterred mental health hour, just I, I have an entrepreneurial mind and now I'm in the mental health space with, for the time being, you know, some financial resources that I have accumulated. Uh, and I don't really want to retire. I just, it doesn't interest me. I just, I'm 56. I got 20 years of working my tail off ahead of me. And when I get to 76, I'll probably say the same thing. You know, I'm 76. I got 20 more years I just retirement to me just is a mindset that doesn't sit well with me. And so I want to be in learning stage. I want to be innovating, meeting new people, um, you know, and, and trying to really make a difference in the world. And I can't do that sitting on a beach somewhere, you know. I feel the same way where I don't want to be bored. I don't like right. having nothing to do. I, at a young age already, I haven't had a day with zero things on my to-do list since I started this business. Mm -hmm. whether it's still a backed up website where I haven't updated, you know, podcasts that, or you name it. Yeah. It's uh, it's never ending. And I know you're an entrepreneur at heart. So I look forward to seeing the next project you tackle, but you have so much great stuff going on. Like I mentioned that convention we have coming up yeah. in Iowa, he's hosting a mental health convention with aspirations to turn his area into the mental health hub of America. I learned, let's talk about that. Yeah. So I got back from the tour and, you know, I, I, I would love to say that there was a expo going around in Iowa and I would just buy a booth and speak and like, uh, I don't have time to wait. So no one's doing something like this, which is jaw dropping to me because mental health is the number one Googled word on the internet just about. And so I just decided, okay, May 6th, I'm going to form the Living Undeterred Mental Health Expo. And um, I went out and basically prepaid and locked up a day at, the, at a nice place here and uh started over again, started, okay, I'm going to go find, I'm going to find the Avengers. I'm going to find the the team of mental health warriors that want to come to Iowa 
and make a difference. And we're 80% full. I mean, it's been amazing how many people around the country have committed to this project. And I took a risk, you know, I went out and, and kind of basically pre-committed, prepaid. And, uh, and so it just goes to show that if you have a dream and you build it, uh, in a lot of, a lot of times they will come and that's what's happened. So you're going to be coming up to Iowa. I can't wait to actually meet you, talk sure. about your projects, introduce you to some of the people I work with. And we can really start to, as, as I like to say, crush the numbers. There's 825 Americans dying from overdose, suicide, and alcohol per day. We need to get that number going in the other direction. The bad news is it isn't. It's going in the other direction. And so you, me, the rest of the Avengers, we need to do a better job. We need to step up our game. We need to talk to more people. And so you committing to come up here on your own dime, um, invest your time, I think is going to be well worth it. And I'm really excited to have you up here. Um, the other big venture we have that, you know, I've talked a little bit about is our online, our, um, our app we're launching here That's shortly. Right. Yes. Um, let's talk about that. Yeah. I just decided I want to, uh, I want to start the nation's first one page personal wellness plan for Gen Z. And, uh, what I mean by that is I want it to be simplified. Mental health's complex. It's confusing. There's labels, there's diagnosis. Kids need less, not more. And so I want to take the idea of financial planning and I want to help kids build a personal mental wellness portfolio, similar to an investment portfolio. And the asset classes for me are health, wealth, and purpose. Those are our three asset classes, like real estate, stocks, and bonds. Mm -hmm. um, so again, this is an app that I'm so far, it's all bootstrapped by me. I have no investors yet. Um, I have a board that's been awesome helping me get this designed. And um, you know, once I get the prototype built, which will be here in about a week, um, I can start going out and selling the idea, you know, and then we're giving it away to kit free to kids. So kids that you work with Vincent, I'd love to have you beta test it for me. Um, it'd, be it'd be great to have the, the market you're in to have our market is basically going to be, I'm going to say 16 to 26 in that range. Um, you get too young and there's some hurdles with apps in regards to confidentiality and things like that. It get to be an issue when you're down to 10, 11 year old. So most of our work's going to be, you know, in that um, mid teens to low twenties, but we're excited for it. And again, I just think, I just think if you look at what's out there, especially with kids, Vincent, you know, their cell phones become their enemy mm -hmm. and it oh. doesn't have to be that way. Yep. We can get their cell phone to be their biggest ally. And that's what this app and we're naming it Brighton. And our tagline is let us brighten your day. And Brighton, by the way, is the name of my granddaughter. And um, Brighton is my son's daughter who was born three weeks after, after he died. So um, I said the other day on a podcast, Vincent, I may run out of money. I may run out of time, but I'm not going to run out of path. That's right. I love it. And I look forward again to this big convention out there. Everyone out there, be sure to stick around to the end of the episode. We're going to find out exactly how to learn more about all of this online, more about Jeffrey, and it is at 80% filled. So if it's something you're interested in, you'll know exactly how to reach out to Jeffrey. But he kicked us off another episode of That Entrepreneur Show. Vincent A. Lancy here. I'm excited to sit down with another founder of a company in a different location. Today, we are going to Iowa. I'm happy to shed light on a state that I have not had on here too much. He's up to a lot. You got a preview of that. But... In order to accomplish all this success, we have to be learning and improving ourselves, Jeffrey. What is one app, tool, workshop, book, anything you found success from that you can pay forward? Great question. Um, I've been asked that a few times and I my answer is pretty consistent. I think the best book I've read, and again, this is as an owner of a company with employees, uh, was Good to Great by James Collins. And 
The reason why I like that book is he lays out why companies go from good, which is fine. You make make good living, mm-hmm. you know, employ people, make a contribution to society, or you can be great. You can actually move the needle. Mm-hmm. And so we had that book be standard reading. I bought a whole, all of my whole company uh, copies of it, handed it out one day. We actually took the class. I don't know if he still offers that because this was like 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. But that would be the book I would say for me was the one that just, I kept reading it going, wow, you know, this is, you know, it's one of those books where you read it with a highlighter and when you're done, you realize you highlighted 95% of the book. <laughs> so it's like, I didn't even need to highlight it. I just need to go read it again. You know, I like doing that though. And I find that books, I don't do that in, I have a difficult, more difficult time implementing what I've read. I'm trying now to really I'm one of those guys, I have five books started and then life gets in the oh, way. Yeah. So now this year I've gone back and I've had so many of these books. Um, I've gone back and highlighted that way at the end, the nerd in me, the forever student, I'll type up some study guide and go back because I've read so many great books. I've implemented a few things, but there's so much left uh, undone. So that's great advice. We've learned a lot about Jeffrey today, his journey. We've learned all about his company, things he's offering. So before we hop into this week's spotlight story, let's ask Jeffrey, what are some of the more challenging parts of being on your own, being an entrepreneur that we could help similar adversity fighters out here? Well, when I was giving talks to fellow entrepreneurs and doing presentations at conventions and stuff, uh, I was asked a lot about, you know, what are the main things? And for me, I think the differentiator, the one thing that can really an entrepreneur could take from this is delegating, the art of delegating. And I had a saying that I actually heard from somebody else one time. It's called knowledge, desire, and time. Knowledge, desire, and time. And what that means is if you have the knowledge, desire, and time on a task, you probably don't need to delegate it. But if you lack one of those th- one of those three things, then that's where you delegate. So a good example is um, if you have the knowledge to say, you know, mow your yard and you have the time to mow your yard, you just don't want to mow your yard. Mm-hmm. Well, then that would be a tool or a, an aspect of your life you could delegate out. So I have the knowledge, desire, time test with everything I do in my life. And if I lack one of those three things, then that's a great thing to delegate out. And as an owner of a company, you want to do everything. And I think I think trying to manage things on your own is a death nail. And any, any company that wants to get from good to great, you have to learn to put people, not take a position, Vincent, and fill it, but to take great people and then invent a position for them at your company. It's a whole different mindset. Too many people are saying, oh, I need a secretary. I need an assistant. I need a marketing director. Nope. I need Vincent Lancy in my company. I'm going to hire Vincent. I'm going to make up a position for him. Mm-hmm. Right? Whole different mindset. Giving their strengths the opportunity to stay their strengths and not letting individuals struggle in areas where they can't excel at just right. to fill that. That's uh, a great advice there, Jeffrey. For everyone out there, I couldn't put it better, really. I'm at the point where I'm starting to have now someone handle my emails on certain days yeah. of the week. My illustrations now becoming social media. And in the past... I've tried interns uh, with unfortunately the university and I learned that accountability is very hard to find someone to stick to, especially if they're not getting paid a supreme amount. I had one intern where we were friends on Instagram, obviously she was running my accounts and she said, Hey, I have my family in town, so I can't post this week. I said, no problem. I'll, I thank you for letting me know. She was out at the bars with her classmates and I'm seeing this, her having a good time partying. And I'm just like, Right. Oh man. So it's tough to invest so much time up front if it's not a good fit. So I think that's another lesson right there. 
Take the time to make sure it's a good fit. Their strengths line up with what you're offering. Thank you, Jeffrey, for that. Let's now dive into the spotlight story. It's going to talk about some entrepreneurs who also faced adversity to help them build successful businesses. And I love just getting inspired through other people's stories. And we'll start right out with the first one, Forbes List. And her name is Inga Ellerson Nicholson, of founder of Nikita Hair. She came from humble beginnings before establishing her as a self-made multimillionaire. Raised in a small Norwegian town by an alcoholic father, she became a mother at 15. She struggled with homelessness with her daughter and worked hard to make ends meet. While sweeping floors at hair salons, she decided to open her own and quickly grew Nikita Hair into a chain of 150 locations with over 1,000 employees in Europe and now, at the time this article is written, starting to grow in the U.S., with a passion to help the disadvantaged, she lost an, launched an organization excuse me, called A Hand to Children, which empowers orphaned and disadvantaged children to live a better life. I love that story. Next, lists a man named Scott Luane, CEO and co-founder of Dental Whale and Breakthrough Practice. After graduating from UT Health Science Center School of Dentistry and starting a practice in 2005, he suffered an accident that resulted in a broken back. This injury left him unable to complete the day-to-day -day duties of dentistry and forced him to take a step back and looked for an undiscovered path within the field. He decided to hone in the business side of dentistry and examine the industry challenges. He quickly recognized that a recurring pain point among dentists is a lack of business skills, so he founded the company Breakaway Practice a seminar company that offers education to dentists and Dental Whale, which outsources dentistry business needs and practice management solutions. And I love that. Quote, the adversity I faced, physical debilitation, financial pressures, broken emotions, weaknesses in leadership, taught me the humble lessons of entrepreneurship. It takes strong passion, enduring grit, harsh self-reflection, and an unbending optimism to navigate the choppy waters of building companies. I'm going to touch on one more before bringing on our guest of honor. And this one is Ken Peterson, founder of Apricot Lane. I learned he always had a dream of becoming a firefighter and loved the thrill of finding collectibles like Beanie Babies. Two different hobbies, but while he worked as a firefighter in California, in the 70s, he opened a retail store that specialized in collectibles and a consumer craze at the time. Soon, another back injury midway through his career and was no longer able to fight fires. So... The collectibles were also losing his their hype. He didn't know what to do. Rather than throwing the towel, he adopted to the changing retail landscape. He adjusted the product line to offer fashion accessories. Then, seeing a market opportunity for a fashion boutique franchise, he lost Apricot Lane, which now has 75 stores nationwide. Three different stories here, Jeffrey. All pretty inspiring. What do you take away most? It's amazing. I just... You know, when you have, uh, say, an altruistic mindset where you just really want to do good, it's like the money follows. And yeah. I think a lot of great businesses, great business ideas, you know, are are born with passion and desire. And, you know, passion takes you so far, but profits will follow. If you do a really good job and you stay really focused on doing the right thing at, you know, uh, designing the right processes for mm -hmm. people, whether that's a an app or a bricks and mortar business, and then just live undeterred, man. I mean, you know, I, I hate to throw in our name of our podcast, but really living undeterred, if that doesn't embody pretty much everything that, that you do, Vincent, I mean, look at your story is a good example. All the people you talked about previously there, 
they're undeterred. Um, at points in their story, they could have quit. Matter of fact, statistically, they probably should have quit because uh, the the road ahead was was harder than they probably envisioned, but they yeah. didn't. And now, you know, success. What is success? Does that mean they made a lot of money, or does that mean they changed a lot of lives? I think it's ever it's different for everybody. It is different for everyone. And for me, at one point, it was strictly financial means. Me too. Me too. It yep. was just get this finance, get this MBA, get that corner office, get that money, and I'll right. be happy. Yeah. Huh. Granted, money does make many situations less stressful, but as you're saying, um, the money will follow. It has begun. It has started, and it will only grow. Uh, events like this mental health convention in Iowa, where I, if I land one deal, that whole trip is paid for, and yeah, absolutely, I get, and I get to make a difference uh, on a such larger scale. Uh, it's a challenge to everyone right now. I challenge well, you to find yourself in a room full of decision makers. Find a way to network with someone like Jeffrey. I would say one thing, Vincent, and this is your mindset. This is what I think your followers and listeners should understand too. Is you're looking at flying up here from where you are to Cedar Rapids. You know, staying here for a day, then coming back. Okay. And in your mindset, that's not a cost. That's an investment. Oh, yeah. And that's that's the difference between a successful entrepreneur and one that just is always stuck in, in being mediocre, uh, never really getting to the troop. They may make enough money to have a good life, but they could do better. And it's that it's that, you know, staff are looked at as expenses. My payroll is a cost. I never called my people that worked with me for my whole career anything other than stakeholders, partners. Um, it was an investment in them. And I think that mindset will help anybody watching your show that, you know, you're, you're going to come up here on your own dime. Like I said, a lot of people are not going to do that because it's a cost. Well, I will guarantee you can't promise it won't put it in writing, but I'll guarantee you <laughs> that you will go back a, a better person and you'll meet somebody that will be an important part of your story going forwards. And that's what it's about. We have. I told myself 2023, I'm tired of waiting. I yeah. will have after these two books come out. Um, I'm not ready to announce it publicly yet, but the pub, the release date is coming up. I'll have seven books. I will have a, the podcast. My work with mental health is, um, I've laid a good groundwork. It's now finding like-minded individuals like Jeffrey. It's time for me to really monetize this operation because monetizing it allows me, like you've learned with Jeffrey, to make a difference yeah. on a larger scale. It's not monetizing, okay, now I'm going to Disney World every day. I'm doing Yankee games. every. No, it's I'm able to reinvest in my business and take it to the level I need to. So thank you for such an insightful discussion so far, Jeffrey. But before I let you go, throughout history, which entrepreneur are you sitting down with to learn from, dead or alive? <laughs> I, I I like that question. Um, you know, for me, and this would be kind of an odd one, but uh, Richard Branson, uh, Sir Richard Branson, he's just somebody I've always admired. I mean, he, you look at uh, you know Virgin Records and Virgin uh, Galactic and all the just the the groundbreaking areas that he goes into uh, that it's really done amazing things. And um, I've I've watched his career over the years. I've watched what he's done. And, um, you know, I think the easy answer is Steve Jobs and, you know, uh, Elon Musk and people like that. But, you know, I, I think there's something about Richard Branson that always really attracted me to follow his story. Um, he just got kind of that mythical look to him as well. Yeah. And now he's a Sir Richard Branson. So that makes it kind of interesting. But for people who really want to learn about him, you know, just uh, start researching where he started his first company when he was like 16. Um, and then he was into, he was in the records, like by 18 or 19. Unbelievable. So yeah, he, he, he was, 
he was successful by all definitions in his teens, you know, which is amazing. Um, but I'll guarantee you, if you had a chance to look at his failures, you know, the businesses that didn't do well, there's probably just as many or, or more than those out there than there are that have done well. So yeah. that's one thing you learn from really great innovators and entrepreneurs is that they, they, for every no is a, is, is there closer to another yet yeah, or closer to a yes, you know, that's the mindset I was forced and pounded to an entrepreneurship. If you don't have that mindset, you're not going to make it. And I think that if you find something you have a passion about, you're willing to make that sacrifice and you're willing to take a thousand no's because you know, you'll do whatever it takes to get it to the next level within means, of course. But Jeffrey, yeah. I love that story too. At Branson, he was one of my spotlight story in the beginning of the show because of his remarkable journey where it was just constantly an entrepreneurial mindset from magazines to music to yep. Virgin to you name it. Now he's going to space. I mean, it's absolutely yeah. incredible. But where is this going down? Where? With Richard Branson? Oh, up there, man, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no 100%. question about it. Yeah, that's that's not even an option. Yeah, I, I don't want to take go up there ship. in a spaceship and talk to him. Yeah, take his ship. I love it, Jeffrey. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join me on another series. Where can we find you online? Where can we find all about your podcast or all that good stuff? Uh, I have really two websites. One talks about our tour and has some highlights on that, but it's just Jeff at Living Undeterred, either dot org or dot com. You can use both, and they take you to two different sites. So. Jeff at livingundeterred.org, Jeff at livingundeterred.com, and uh, our expo information's on there as well. I'm going to have Jeffrey after this uh, conversation email me all those links so I can just copy and paste them right into the show description. Everyone out there, if you are in the mental health sphere professionally, I'd love to link up with you and connect in person out there in Iowa. But until then, we are at That Entrepreneur Show, and I am at Vincent A. Lancey. Be sure to head to YouTube, Vincent A. Lancey, for a YouTube clip from today's show. But until next week, from Iowa to Tampa, we are signing off. Jeffrey, great to see you. Keep living undeterred, my friend.